Are you caught up in some newness? I mean, caught up in the newness. <laughs> on this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll touch on how to know what's actually new with you, losses in 2022, and how to earn gains that can be sustained, and much, much more. So get yourself ready because this 2022 grind becomes so official right now. Beautiful people, greetings. Welcome to the Grind to Find. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our Creator. Happy 2022. You know, 14 days into the new year, and so much has happened and continues to happen. And I'm not talking about just the things going on around the world. Listen, we already know that lots is going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to stop. I hope there are still not people out there looking for things to get back to quote unquote normal. I wish you could see my air quotations because, hey, this is the new normal. Twas written, right? We'll get to that soon enough. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be back here in 2022. And if you listen to The Grind Define and follow email, then you know, originally, last week, the 7th, was supposed to be the launch of season two, because we are now in season two of The Grind Define. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, I always speak about divine timing, divine assignment and divine alignment, right? Divine timing has everything to do with this, the 14th being the night of launch for season two of 2022. And I embrace it wholeheartedly. We'll get a little bit more into that a little later, but thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to check me out. For this first episode of 2022, if you're new to TGD Studios, hey, it's good to have you. I'm so happy that you're here. So much, so much to come in this year. And I'm going to tell you something. Even though we're only 14 days into this year, I've already run through my entire year. What's on the agenda, the things that are going to be going on. And I want to know what's going on with you. Have you done the same? Have you thought that far ahead? I'm just curious. Shoot me an email. Connect at thegrinddefined.com. Let me know what your year is looking like for 2022. And just in case you haven't really dove into what your year would look like, now that I've posed that question, I'm curious what you plan to do to get something in space and place for 2022. And the reason why I say this is because um, when it comes to our personal accomplishments, whatever goals we have, things that we want to do, we always need to look ahead. How can we actually plan and execute what we want to do if we're not a few steps ahead of the game? And that's something that I've learned is extremely important, not just in uh, business as a professional coach and, and as a CEO of Divine Design Media, LLC. It's not only important from the standpoint of business, but just in everyday life. And so in this episode, as I mentioned on the intro, I'm going to be talking about three different things that I want to go over um, with you that I think are going to help to kind of add some context, if you will, to what you're already thinking about for 2022. I don't know if you kind of sort of have a couple things, but you haven't thought that far ahead yet. In this episode, I want to kind of, kind of uh, excuse me, tongue-tied, lay the foundation for some things that you can consider in moving forward in this year. So I'm going to talk about how to know what's actually new for you with that newness I talked about. What's actually new with you in 2022? A lot of the times we think that there are a whole lot of things that are new, but 
are we in some ways redesigning the old and slapping the label new on it because some components might be different or is it truly the real deal? I also want to visit some notable losses already in 2022, only 14 days in, and there have been some notable losses that I want to talk about, but not to make this whole thing doomsday. Sometimes it's great when you're strategizing for things going on in your life to be able to reflect on the lives of uh, other people who have found their idea of success, not what society tells us success should be, not um, checking the boxes that we've been indoctrinated to believe need to be checked in order for us to be happy, in order for us to be successful, in order for us to be fulfilled. I'm not talking about the facade of success. I'm talking about actual successes. So sometimes it's good to be able to unplug from what's going on with you and take a look at what's going on with other people um, to really take and put into perspective how you want to start to strategize for yourself moving forward. And then finally, I want to talk about sustainable gains. Listen, all throughout life, we're going and we're, we're hitting some marks and we're making some gains. Life does have tons of ebbs and flows. That's just the, that's the nature. <laughs> it's the nature of the beast, if you will. But ebbs and flows are different than making gains and uh, actually not preparing within a way that is going to um, support, preparing in a way that's going to support whatever your gains are and make those so that they're so that they're sustainable, things that you can keep up and things that you can continue to grow along the way. So I, I want to talk about some ways to know whether or not your gains would be sustainable. So before I get into all of that good stuff, if you haven't already, log on to thegrindtofine.com, click on feed, and that's so you can get some of that plain tea. But if you like a little extra behind the scenes type of stuff to know what's going on with the show, you can definitely click on join the list. And that way you'll be able to stay abreast of things that are going on at the Grind to Find, TGD Studios, as well as TaraLynMichelle.com. And speaking of which, you know, it wouldn't be right if I didn't tell you that the Grind to Find is sponsored by TaraLynMichelle.com, where you can get curated programs and services to craft the spiritual mindset foundation you need to lead your movements and not be led by your movements. So now is the time for you to own your divine design, and you can do that by logging on to TaraLynMichelle.com forward slash love, L-U-V, love my time for more information and uh, to schedule a Get Acquainted session. I decided to put together a program specific for 2022. It's been going amazingly well. It's uh, just some powerful things going on there. And with some of the conf- uh, some of the information, excuse me, that we're talking about today, I understand that when you're dealing with a lot of the internal work, the introspection that's required for us, especially in these challenging times with so many layers to everything that's going on. Let's let's face it, things going on within society, um, this world around us, just uh, if you're if you're working in corporate America, if, no matter what you're doing, be it uh, an employee or an employer, it's definitely challenging times. So Sometimes you can have the best laid plans, but without some type of support and and understanding uh, a professional way in which you process some of the things that you're going through, it's really easy to end up back where we started over and over and over again. So that's the reason why it was extremely important for me uh, to, to create something where there's a community of us together working toward that common goal of having that uh, solid spiritual mindset foundation from which we can build upon. So I definitely look forward to welcoming more of you into this community because I have zero time, zero patience (laughs) to take any steps backward. It is forward and beyond from here. Um, So definitely, definitely check me out on terrellandmichelle.com. Also, for those of you who do not know, the Grind to Find is on Love Radio Network. Ooh, 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 ooh. There are some things coming up (laughs) with Love Radio Network that I'm going to be excited to share, but in due time. We're not going to go there just yet. So I don't want to take any more time away from the topic of today. So I want to go ahead and get right into it. So tonight I'm going to take the time to spotlight Three different individuals who had some pretty amazing lives. And uh, I think the first one of the three that I'm sharing tonight 
I think shocked me more than all of them. James Matume, the Grammy Award winning musician that was responsible for everybody. Well, I'm going to say everybody. I don't know of anybody who does not love the song Juicy Fruit. Y'all remember? Juicy. I know you remember it, right? <laughs> Cult favorite for so many people back in the day. I remember growing up and hearing that song over and over and over again. So it was really fun in 2018 when Biggie got permission to sample Juicy Fruit for his song, Juicy. And it was reintroduced to a whole new generation of people. Now they have that classic. And you know how it is when you have somebody as big as Biggie having that sample in his song. Now you have a lot of youngsters digging in the crates and wanting to learn more about real music from back in the day. So it was all good. And it was a great move by Matume. So I really appreciated that. But it doesn't stop there. Matume also wrote hits for lots of folks, including Teddy Pendergrass, Phyllis Hyman, Mary J. Blige. I didn't know that he wrote for KC and JoJo. So that one was something that was new to me. But in addition to writing, he also worked with uh, other musicians like guitarist Reggie Lucas, which they co-wrote the classic The Closer I Get to You that was sung by Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway way back in the day. Uh, there was also, um, Matume also wrote uh, songs like Never Knew Love Like This, which was sung by Stephanie Mills. And that song also won a Grammy and uh, the Grammy for Best R&B Song back in the day. Matume made 76 years old, just six days um, after his birthday, he passed away. So, wow, what a life, what a legacy, James Matume. Next on my list, which I know um, a lot of you have to remember this. You have to, because if you don't, I'm sad on you. I just have to say it. Max Julian. Now, Max Julian was known as Goldie the Pimp in the exploitation film The Mac back in the day. Everybody remembers the Mac and uh, how over the top Max Julian was, but he did an amazing job. It actually, uh, when I when I started to see Ice T doing his thing, I kind of felt like he was trying to act like Max Julian in the Mac back in the day. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that uh, Ice T. I know he was a real pimp. You know, whatever. But yeah, I just kind of felt like he was taking the Mac out to the streets. And that had become his life, but completely and totally different story. Anyway, Max Julian co-wrote uh, Cleopatra Jones, which everybody knows about Cleopatra Jones. Amazing movie back in the day. And by the time the Mac and Cleopatra Jones came out, Max Julian had been acting for over 20 years. That's something a lot of people don't know. But he also appeared in The Mod Squad. And his big screen debut was in 1966 in a film entitled The Black Klansman. Now, we don't want to confuse that with the 2018 Spike Lee film with a similar title. Um, Spike Lee's film was an adaptation of a, of a memoir by uh, Ron Stallworth back in the day. Uh, but the 1966 version was initially released under the title I Cross the Color Line. Max Julian was 88 years old when he passed away. Another amazing life, amazing accomplishments. And we're truly going to miss him and his contributions in terms of film and in terms of his work. Last but absolutely not least is Lonnie Gounier. She's a civil rights attorney and she accomplished some amazing things within her life. Now, she was not only a lawyer, but a legal scholar and professor who was nominated as the head of the DOJ, the Civil Rights Division, in President Bill Clinton's administration. But, of course, the Republicans got involved, made everything about race, and she ended up not being appointed after all. But uh, she broke a number of racial barriers, and that includes both in academia and the legal profession, uh, with her work at Ivy League colleges, including Harvard Law School, where she became the first black woman to be granted tenure. Huge accomplishment. And out of all of the amazing things that she's done, like being a law professor at the University of Pennsylvania and Columbia University, as well as being the assistant consul at the NAACP LDF and serving as the special assistant to Assistant Attorney General Drew S. Days in President Jimmy Carter's administration, she's probably going to be remembered mostly for her controversial nomination to serve in the Department of Justice decades later after she had done all of these tremendous things. Unfortunately, uh, we lost Lonnie at the age of 71. She had complications that had to do 
with Alzheimer's disease. And, and isn't that crazy? You have someone with such a brilliant mind and they end up leaving due to Alzheimer's, which does what? Attack that brilliant mind. Kind of puts me in the mind of uh, the same thing that happened with Johnny Cochran. Who would have thought that someone as brilliant as Johnny Cochran back in the day would end up passing away from uh, brain cancer, which is what I believe that was. But I wanted to take the opportunity to share these three individuals with you. And by all means, this, 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 these three folks are not, this is not an all-inclusive list of folks that we've lost thus far in uh, 2022. There have been others in addition to them, but I was drawn to these stories because when I think about our conversation today and really tapping into how do we know what's actually new for us in our lives right now, what's actually new in 2022. When you listen to some of the details of the lives that these individuals lived, there had to be along the stage and journey within their life, different spaces where serious changes had to be made for them to be able to take what they do to the next level. You think about some of the ways in which they transitioned from one thing into the next. And keep in mind, I, I, I did a very high level overview of aspects of their lives. I didn't go super deep into it. But just in sharing the things that I shared today, as I read over their lives, I thought, wow, some of the different choices that had to be made and connections to more than what was going on externally around them to have such amazing accomplishments and to use what they do to serve others in the way that they did, you know, that's something that we all should aspire to do. We all should aspire to work and move so that we're doing things that go far beyond what we believe we're capable of, because that's where we connect to greatness, right? So how do we actually know when something that's going on, when we set this mindset that, hey, this is something new for me. Well, specifically, what does that mean? Well, let, let's let's take it down to the, the the simplest compound of the conversation. Let's let's define what something means to be new. And I know you're like, Taylor, I don't really know what something means to be new. Bear with me, okay? <laughs> Bear with me for just a moment. So if something is new, that means it's definition not existing before, that it's made, introduced, or discovered recently or now for the first time. And so are you expanding on something familiar and calling it new because it has some unknown components? Or is this something that has not existed before that was created, introduced to you or discovered unlike anything else that you've ever had before? And so I really want us to be conscious when we talk about what we want to do that's different in this year that probably um, different from something that we've probably done before. And I want us to really be intentional about not holding on to things that we've already had. And just because we have fixed some new components to them, call them new. In this season, and not just in this season, anytime throughout life, if you want to do something new, then that means that you have to embrace a space of something being completely and totally unknown, something completely and totally unfamiliar. And I have to say, I'm not one for New Year's resolutions. I've never been crazy about them. Um, I think that a resolution is just the same as making a bunch of promises based in no foundation, no, no real plan of action, no true connection as to what it would take beyond what you're saying to actually make what you're saying something that you can bring into fruition. That's why I do not care for New Year's resolutions. It's kind of like I don't care for diets. A diet is temporary. It's a temporary fix for a goal. But how about thinking of our lives in terms of lifestyle? What is the lifestyle that we want to lead? How is it when we decide what this lifestyle is, how is it that we want to proceed within that lifestyle? What is the, the, the checklist? What's the game plan? What are some of the things that we would actually need to put into order, put into place to make this lifestyle that we now want something that we can not only begin, we can not, well, it's not just about beginning. You have to have a plan in place to even set up what this lifestyle is going to look like. So that would mean complete and total change. 
Now let's talk about change. <laughs> yes, I'm getting into the definitions. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. So change, I'm going to do it in the context of a verb and a noun. So let's talk about change in the context of a verb. That means that we're going to be replacing something with something else, especially something of the same kind or that is newer or better. So we're substituting one thing for another, which means if you're substituting, you're completely and totally taking something out and putting something else in its place. And that's so that we can make that someone or something completely and totally different. Alter it, which would make it not the same, or modify it, which would make it not the same. Now, if we look at this in the context change of a noun, then we're talking about the actor instance of making or becoming different. Now, I know y'all probably thinking, or some of you could be thinking, you know, we, we know these definitions. Of course we do. But how many things do we know instinctively on a high level, but then when it's time to practically apply them to things in our life, it's like we forget what the meaning of those words are. And that's the reason why I trust and believe I'm not talking down to anybody. I have, you know, my listeners out there, you guys are highly intelligent, driven folks. I mean, just working every day to define your grind on your own terms. That's what this show is all about. But sometimes the simplest things can escape us because we tend to overcomplicate what's simple. We don't have to overcomplicate what's simple. At the end of the day, if things start to get too complicated, then it's time to take and unplug, decompress, and get back to the simplest form of what we're dealing with. And the simplest form of really being able to connect to not what you say is new, but what's actually new in your life right now is to understand that if something is new, hasn't existed before this point. And in order for something to be completely and totally new or for, or for you to make the changes that you need to make it new, you have to be willing to replace something that's already there with, with something else or that something else, if it's, if it's something that you would hold on to, there still has to be differences, alterations, modifications, so that when you're finished, it does not resemble what it was before. So if we take and liken this to our life and some of the different goals that we may have, uh, the vision that we may have for our life, if some of us have had a vision, but then that's change, which is also life as well. Our, our visions expand. Sometimes we can have a vision that we created for ourselves, And then as we start to go through life, we realize that the vision that we have for ourselves, in some way, shape or form is not intuitively in alignment with who we are or what we desire on a spiritual level, on a level of, of that which is greater. Because I know for me, there was a point in time in my life well, I was definitely not as spiritually aware <laughs> and not even as submissive to what God has to say to me, that obedience. It does take a space of submission to really and truly allow yourself to be led. I just was not in that space. And so the vision that I had for myself was a vision that was made up of what my carnal desires were and not a vision that was from God that spoke for me to move differently, to speak differently, to be differently, to actually um, take ownership of my ability to be able to attract other people to me because you can't serve if you're not attracting other people to what your light is. And so our visions are always going to be things that evolve as we do. And knowing that it's okay to embrace change it's okay for where it is that you started off to start to look and feel like something completely and totally different, understanding that that's a part of the journey, that change and things becoming new, that is evidence that we're growing because anything that is growing does not stay the same. It has different cycles in which it goes through to become the next phase of what it's going to become, hence leveling up. God is always leveling us up. So there's always new spaces and stages that we're going to be going to. And although we may have some familiarity with things that um, we've experienced uh, or encountered previously, sometimes there won't be any familiarity. Sometimes the level up is all about completely and totally changing the game from where we are before. So if something is new in your life, that's what it should look like. <laughs> It should look like spaces and places that you've never been. Um, when I think of this, I think about um, 
the Bible, Revelations, that's going to be 21 verse 5, where it says, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. So indeed, we have to be made anew. Everything within us has to be made anew. And so when that newness comes about, it's not something to, it's not a space of discomfort. It's not a space of uh, reserve. Actually, it's a space of boldness. It's a space of having the audacity to with all of the fear and uncertainty to step completely and totally in it. We're not talking about dipping the toe in. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about cannonball. That's what we're talking about all the way into it. So here are some things to ask yourself if you're wondering whether or not, hmm, is this something that is actually new in my life or am I just calling it that because I've switched around a couple of things? Here are some things to consider. If you think this thing is something that's new, what are you, what are you actively doing to make sure what you claim to be new actually is? Is this something inconvenient? Does this something make you nervous? Does this something make you anxious? Does this something require something of you that was not required before? What have you done, if you're feeling some of these different feelings, what have you done to address the new feelings that you're having in association with this supposed new thing? What will your new process look like? If you're sure that this something that you think is new within your life is actually new, then that means that you would have to have a completely and totally different way in which you move and you flow. So what does that process look like? Uh, what or who is necessary to go the distance within this new endeavor that you have, this new process? And, and let me just say this, because I know that there are gonna be some people listening, those people, well, you know, I don't need a lot of people. And, I can do this and that on my own. And they think that they could sit back quietly and in this information age, get enough free information to be able to do this and do that. And let me tell you something. Wrong. That Charlie Murphy, wrong. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Uh, you will not be able to go the distance in anything new that is from God without community. Ain't gonna happen. Sorry. I know you kind of want to lay low and you're one of the people who lurk on different things. You really don't say anything. You kind of don't want to be seen and all of that. Listen, this is 2022. When you're just surfing and going about your everyday life um, online and all of that, what are you drawn to? You're drawn to video and things with movement, with sound, with color, with personality, all of the same things that you are attracted to when you're talking about going into a new endeavor, the same things that you're attracted to are what people are attracted to. And why am I saying this? Because I don't know what your new endeavor could be. Your, your new endeavor could be a job. Your new endeavor could be a business. Your new endeavor could be a, a new community. It could be a purchase of a home. It could be lots of different things. It doesn't matter what the new thing is. What matters is how you're showing up to participate in whatever this new process, this new endeavor, this new something may be. And I will say this, irregardless to what it is, each and every one of us are walking in this world and coming through this life with um, something that is of value to others. There's a light that others are meant to see. We are born, we are created, we are planted here in some way, shape or form to serve. And not only serve, this is specific to women. Um, not to say that it's not true for men, but it's specific to women. Just the nature of what it means to be woman and how we are born nurturers. We're not only meant to serve, but we're meant to be influential in the way in which we serve. There are different levels to service, and leadership. So this doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is necessarily meant to be that one person that everyone looks to in their situation, a leader in that context. You could be within, let's say, an office environment, and you may not take on a, uh, a uh, position, excuse me, a position where you've been designated the leader on paper, yet it could be this one thing that you do 
that's so special, so profound, so big that everybody finds themselves, no matter what their title or their space or place within that um, company, coming to you for. Even though you're not, quote unquote, a leader on paper, you're a leader in whatever your specific gift from God is, and people will come to you for that. So I don't want us to mistake leadership for necessarily uh, being a title that someone gives us within this world. We're designated who we are by the creator, and that shows up in many different ways. But in order for us to be able to fully occupy that space and to allow that light to shine so that we're not only feeding others, but make no mistake about it, when you feed others, you're being fed as well. In order for us to be able to do that, we have to have an awareness and a comfort in the fact that we're not meant to to sit someplace and be invisible to the world. We're not meant to sit someplace and in spaces that are new within our life, isolate ourselves so that we're working through these things alone. If you think about the Bible, some there isn't a story where community was not involved in some type of way. The lesson always came down to the collective what happened within the story and how within the collective, the glory of God was revealed to people around them. So I definitely want for everyone within the sound of my voice <laughs> to think about what's new for you in your life, what you believe is new, and do some assessing to see whether or not it's actually new. And if you don't feel some sense of uneasiness, if it isn't inconvenient, if it doesn't make you a little nervous, maybe anxious, if it doesn't require something of you that was not required before, um, if you don't have to create new processes, a new way of being, a new way of thinking, new boxes to check, if you don't have to go outside of the scope of what you've been doing, and I'm talking like go outside of the scope for real, not just, well, you know, I, cause you, you know, I know it's some of you out there listening, you know, you like to tell your stuff, your, yourself stuff. That's not exactly a hundred percent what it is. I said a hundred, I didn't say 100. I said a hundred. Some of you guys like to do that, but no, that's not what we're doing. It's not what we're doing. <laughs> we're not going to tell ourselves half truths because we want 100% of what elevation and ascension should be in our life according to God. And that comes with 100% truth in those areas. So if you're not being completely and totally put out and needing to revamp who you are from the inside out to be able to do it, chances are it ain't new. Just saying that. I'm going to take a pause right there. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about sustainable gains. Yes, we've talked about newness. We've talked about change. But when you get those gains, how do you know whether or not they're sustainable? We're going to get into that right after this. So don't go anywhere. Keep it locked. Indie, Indie, Indie Artist Spotlight.
She could do it. Somehow she lost her way and didn't stick to it. She wanted the house, the cars, the money. She did all that she could. In her mind, she was so focused. Doing overtime in the diner. Just wanted someone to wine and dine her. She didn't believe in herself. Nobody does Believe in yourself Believe in yourself Believe in yourself Even if nobody does Don't let nobody tell you that you can't when you can Don't let nobody tell you that you can when you can Don't let nobody tell you that you can't when you can To the doctor for some answers They said she wouldn't make it She couldn't take it She did all that she could Getting sick from the chemo Bank account started looking real low She knew she could make it She wouldn't take it She believed in herself Believe in yourself You can do it Believe in yourself Ain't nothing to it Believe in yourself Even if nobody does Even if nobody does Don't let nobody tell you that you can't when you can
somebody tell you that you can't when you can Greetings, beautiful souls. This is D. Neil Elliott, author of A Higher Road, available on Amazon or through your local bookstores. You can learn more at dneilelliot.com. And when I'm in the mood for good conversation and inspiration, I'm listening to The Grind Defined with Tara Lynn Michelle on Love Radio Network, because love is where it's at. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to The Grind Defined. What you just heard is the Indie Artist Spotlight, something that I'm going to be doing pretty regular over here, regularly, excuse me, behind these parts. You have got to forgive my tongue tonight. It is all over the place. It's doing what it wants to do the way that it wants to do it. I'm just along for the ride. So (laughs) anyway, as I mentioned, the Indie Artist Spotlight is something that I'm going to be doing pretty regularly around here because, hey, it's just some uh, dope talent out there that needs to be heard Shout out to Kimberly Renee, the artist behind the song Amazing Day that you heard, and Miss Shay Samuels, Believe in Yourself. Hot, hot, hot. I love both of those. And um, there's more to come when it comes to indie recording artists. If you are an artist or you know of someone who is a recording artist in terms of their music, poetry, really doesn't matter the genre. All that matters is that we like to keep it positive and we like to keep it clean. Go ahead and shoot us an email connect at thegrinddefined.com so that you can submit your music and possibly have it spun here on air. All right. So when we, where we left off last time, I talked about sustainable gains because before that we went over how important it is to be able to identify what's actually new in our life. Not just what we say is new, but like that's really new, you know, the newness of who was that? It's going to come back to me. I don't know how I could forget who it is with the newness, the artist that sings a song, the newness, because I absolutely love him. But right now, it's a lot going on in my head. So I'll come back around to that. But there are five indications that I'm going to give you that would let you know that your gains that you have in your life are actually going to be ones that are sustainable. Now, when I talk about gains, I'm talking about those things that have come into your life that are next level that have taken you from one plateau or one plane of being up until the next. Now, I spoke earlier a little bit about the ebbs and flows when it comes to life. And yes, we have lots of ups and downs in everything that we do. But there are some gains that we will make within our life that are static and that kind of stay. That's not to say that there's not um, some different work to be done on that particular plane or on that particular level. But at least that is a level that will consistently stay and hang around. Then there are other times where it's kind of like the, um, to tell my age, the Super Mario game <laughs> where you like get a boost in one minute and then fall flat not too long after that. That I would not consider a gain. I would consider it exactly what I said, just, just like a boost. So when, if you want to know if a move forward that you made is probably going to be one that's going to be hanging around for a while, that's going to be a foundational move. That's what it is. A game would be a foundational move. And when I say foundation, you uh, oftentimes hear me talking about a, uh, a foundation, a spiritual mindset foundation reset. And the foundation, any foundation within our life has different components that are solid, that are static from which we can build upon. Well, when I talk about that mindset foundation reset, that is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about adding some different components to the bottom of your way of thinking so that everything that's added to it, uh, you can scale upon. Well, the same thing with your gains. Your gains should be components that are a part of a foundational fixture in your life. 
And so then those would be static. So let's get into it. Let's talk about five indications that your gains are most likely going to be sustainable. Number one, when your gain is rooted in obedience to your spiritual assignment, most likely that's going to be a gain that's sustainable. And why is this important? Well, I mentioned earlier about each and every one of us being divinely divinely designed, which is uh, another way of saying uh, whatever our divine purpose is, the reason why we were created. We are divinely designed to carry out our divine assignment in his divine timing. So whatever you were created to do, whoever you were created to be, the way in which you were meant to serve and the way in which you were um, meant to show up in this world, that is what your assignment becomes. That thing that you take on, that thing that you were created to do and to be and how you serve others, that's what that divine assignment is. Now, some people, when it comes to their spiritual assignment, there may be some of you who are not sure just yet what that thing is. You may have an inkling. Typically, your divine assignment has everything to do with something that just comes natural to you. It's innate. You don't even have to try hard to do it. You're just naturally good at it. You don't really remember how or why you became good at it. Now, over the course of life, you may have invested some time or maybe got some additional knowledge to take and sharpen that thing that you have. But that thing that you have is something that you've always had. It's something that other people notice. And usually it's something that you typically don't have a lot of value in. Now there's, there are some, some people, you know, I've talked to quite a few people and even worked with some people who have always known and were confident in and embraced what that innate thing is. Okay. But then there are a lot of people who will have a thing that it's not the direction that they're looking in. It's not necessarily what they want to do. They don't even see it as a gift. They see it as more of a talent. Um, and it'll be something that they kind of shrug off. And then also, too, um, I've seen people who would have that thing. And because that thing they didn't feel like at the time could make them money, it was on the back burner because they went searching for something else to be able to uh, earn a living because they didn't see their gift as being valuable. So, so some people are connected to what that assignment is and other people are not. No matter where you are on the spectrum, whether you know or not, when you're talking about your gains, whenever they're connected to who you are and you being rooted in the obedience of whatever your spiritual assignment is, chances are that's going to be something that's going to be around for a long time. Even with the ebbs and the flows, you'll just have to do what you need to do to uh, build upon that. The next thing would be your gains progress that means taking that thing to the next level is not dependent on the participation of others now we talked a little bit about or I mentioned a little bit earlier about community I stand by that heavily and if you are someone who really knows me I know some of my listeners really know me so I you know I really don't need y'all texting me and um saying the things that you say You don't have to rub things in my face. But anyway, if you're someone who really knows me, um, yeah, I was one of those ones who was just not big on community. If you really wanted to piss me off in college, make it a group project. I could not stand being in a situation with other people who all willy-nilly with the way that they do things. And, you know, I'm just a very... um, organized, overly analytical type of person. And so in group situations to keep me from saying things to other people who are adults just like myself that would probably be um, condescending and talking down to them. uh, Yeah, I would just go ahead and take on a lot of stuff so I could get my grade and be gone and not have to do anything else with no freaking groups. So (laughs) if you're someone listening to this, And uh, that's kind of the space that you're coming from. Stop it. It's counterproductive. It's not good. However, when we're talking about uh, gains within your life, they're usually going to be sustainable when whatever it is that you're doing, you're leading in it. It's not dependent upon what someone else is doing. Now, that's not to say I'm not saying that you should not have uh, a communal involvement when it comes to some of the things that you're doing or some aspects of what you're doing. I'm not saying that this is necessarily something that you do at every stage. I think that um, community becomes important when you have some type of idea and foundation, even if it's a bit tatted in what it is that you're doing for yourself. 
I don't think that community is helpful when you're someone who does not have any clue and then you're going to people for them to make up your mind for you or to help you shape something that's the right fit for you. When we're talking about your divine design and your divine assignment, that's specific to you. So you would have to commune with God and become clear about who you are and what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And then once you actually understand and have embraced what it is that you're doing, then to try to get support from community outside of that is going to be much more helpful because then you're not looking for someone to shape the way that you're supposed to be going and your mindset about something. You're basically just looking for support and maybe wisdom that's applicable to what it is that you're doing. And so it's, it's, uh, it's really important to make sure that this aspect of being when it comes to the things that you're trying to do, you understand before you venture off into something with uh, based on what someone else might tell you. Keep in mind, they don't have your assignment. Only you have your assignment. And if you've yet to discover what your assignment is, you should get with me. I can definitely help you do that. Uh, TaraLynMichelle.com. Um, you can definitely schedule some time with me that's complimentary where we can help to assess where you are and where you want to go. Next thing up, maintaining the current status of your gain. So an indication that your gain is probably going to be sustainable is if you can maintain the current status of your gain and it isn't a source of stress, anxiety, and fatigue. Now, this one requires a little bit of explanation because anytime you're dealing with something new, it is um, normal to have feelings about it. You know, we're, we're going to have feelings about it because, you know, we're creatures of habit. We don't like new things. We like to be able to do what we do the way that we do it. Sometimes even if we don't like it, at least we know to expect that we're not going to like it. <laughs> but when, we, when we're uh, pushed to do something outside of our comfort zone and stepping into that space of unknown, it's now, I don't know if I'm not going to like it. Isn't that crazy? You already know that you don't like what you don't like, but then you don't want something that you don't know about because what if you don't like that too? Okay, the different degrees of like. That's a completely and totally different conversation. Anyway, but one of the indications that what you're doing is most likely sustainable is when maintaining the current status of that gain is not going to be, uh, a, a, I'll say, a debilitative source of stress, anxiety, and fatigue. So having those feelings with things is normal, but being able to push beyond those things and do what it is that you need to do in the face of that, that right there is an indication that where you're working from is a place of spirit because it's not actually feeling those feelings is not something that's going to stop you in your tracks and make you stop or just sit idly on your hands or just do busy work when you're really not accomplishing anything or do a bunch of procrastinate and things like that. Um, the things that are meant for you and a part of your assignment it, there's something about the excitement, the uh, curiosity. There's an inquisitive nature that kind of like wakes up in regard to those things that makes you more interested in what lay on the other side of the feelings that you feel, not necessarily falling back because you feel them. So that's an indication for that one. The next one on the list that lets you know that your gain is most likely going to be a sustainable one is when your gain is a space of excitement, which just brings about this increased creativity. I mean, the creative juice is just flowing like a dam that just bursts wide open. And now you have all of these ideas and, and, and energy and this, this broadened perspective. And when you have this excitement and increased creativity, it's all about crea creating a space to serve others be of service to others in some type of way. When this is the situation that you're coming from, nine times out of 10, that gain is going to be one that's sustainable. So then you might say, okay, so now you've presented some different things, Tarolyn, that lets me know if a gain that I'm having would be sustainable or not. So then let's say you're at a space where you haven't had any gains just yet. And maybe you're thinking, how is it that I can bring this type of situation into my realm? Now, I know that if you're listening to this, you've heard different things about manifestation. Y'all need to understand that that's a thing. 
It's not just something that people say. It's all about calling to you into your space an energy, the energy that makes things in your life happen. And that energy that you're bringing in, the energy is directly associated with cultivating belief. It is you believing because you have faith in what you want so much so that you're living as though it is. And in doing that, you draw that thing specifically to you. So I talked about eight steps to practice for manifestation. Um, I did it in uh, last season, in an episode last season. I don't recall which one it was. <laughs> I didn't even plan to get into this uh, tonight or I would have looked it up so I knew what it was. But um, you're going to get it right now. <laughs> so if you've heard it before, then I think now is the perfect time because 14 days into 2022, we're talking about foundation building and at the base of any foundation that you're trying to build for your spiritual mindset or any other area in your life, you need to understand what things are happening are sustainable, what exactly new is, and be refreshed, if you will, on some different ways to be able to call into existence, call into the atmosphere of your life, call into mind, body, and spirit, that energy that comes when you cultivate belief and you're able to make things in your life transform, make things happen based on that system of faith and belief that you've cultivated, AKA manifestation. So eight steps to practicing. I'm gonna go over these relatively quickly. Um, but if you want more in-depth talk about these things, we can definitely do that. I'll talk a little more, a little bit more about some new ways in which you can connect with me just in a moment at the end of this. I was about to say in just a minute, but it ain't going to be just a minute, but you know what I meant. Anyway, <laughs> number one, number one step to practicing manifestation would be you must be clear about what it is that you want. Now, let me say I have to say this because, you know, we're people who want a lot, yet we'll have the majority of what we need. And we even confuse needs for wants. When I'm talking about being clear about what you want, this is not a practice that you want uh, to have focus mainly on external things, shiny things, material things. I will say this about manifestation. In order for you to cultivate belief and to bring things into your life and into your existence, the things that you actually want, cultivating this belief, having faith has to be coming from a pure space, meaning that in cultivating a space of belief, what you're doing is um, introspection that's allowing for you to connect to your God identity and principles in God to be able to do that. Now, with that being said, I hate to even mention, but you know, it's if I'm gonna talk about it out briefly, there are two sides to everything. There are two different gods, God of this earth and the God in heaven. Depending on which one you serve, that's going to uh, dictate what type of manifestation and, and energy that you're bringing to you. So I say that because Anything can be used for negativity. And if manifestation, the mindset is just around physical things with no real connection to um, a depth of yourself and God, um, you're most likely not going to get a result that you that you want that's going to be transformational from the inside because that's basically what manifestation is it's a spiritual transformation from the inside that radiates and helps to bring about an energy and things into pass that happens on the outside so just be clear about what you want and your intentions behind the things that you say that you want number two figure out how what you want makes you feel the reason why this is important is because when we're emotionally connected to something, then we have an emotional investment. I mean, and we know that emotions bring about physiological reactions, right? Um, you can have a feeling about something and it literally makes you sweat, or it can literally make you have chills, or it can literally turn your stomach, or it can literally make you have a, a dry mouth. We can, based on how we feel about something, which if you're feeling about it, that's because you have deep thought and connection to it. How we feel about things drives our dedication, our commitment, and our action. So being clear 
with how you feel about what it is that you want is a great step in manifestation. Number three, create a plan and stick to it. There's what it is that you want and you connecting to it, but then how is this supposed to happen? Remember when I said earlier that um, you're actually living as though this thing is so. So then what does that entail? What does everyday life look like? What do uh, what decisions are you making that are in alignment with bringing into fruition this thing that you want to make a reality within your life? Number four, practicing gratitude and radical kindness. Yeah, I said radical. I'm talking just going about kindness like, you know, yay, yay whatever that means. I don't know why I had that ice cube thing. I had this this ice cube um, meme that I sent earlier. It was by accident. Um, I meant to send something else, but anyway, it turned out to be really funny and ice cube has been stuck in my head ever since then. I just squirreled on you, but I'm coming back. But anyway, being thankful for everything that is and making a conscious choice to take that and sprinkle some of that on other people, it changes you from the inside out, especially when things are, are difficult. Uh, Cause a lot of the times when you're in a space of trying to manifest and living as though something is, it's not like the challenges in life just stop. There's an intentionality and a dedication and commitment to that intentionality that has to be in place at all times. You're making the choice to put on this new mindset armor and um, back it up with physical things that you do that are just radically kind for others. It really does change things. Number five, addressing limiting beliefs. Man, this is like a whole entire show. Limiting beliefs are um, just lies that we've held on to and understanding that if you have the power to believe something less about yourself, and many of us do that and manifest that, that we believe negative every day, have been doing it for years. If you're someone who's not sure whether or not manifestation in the opposite direction works, just think about some of the trials and tribulations that we manifest each and every day and have actually uh, allowed to become normal for us within our lives because we've been doing it for so long. What if you put that same energy into living and being something completely and totally different? Hmm. Number six, trust the process. Understand that when you start choosing to be intentional about your belief patterns and you're, you're living this whole thing out in your life, you're preparing for what is going to come. Understand that it is a process. Understand that challenges do not stop. Understand that the opposition is always busy. Understand that there's always going to be more that you want, need, desire, pray for. When you're trusting the process, it's all about being cognizant of keeping that space, uh, your mind within you clear from clutter associated with things that not only do not serve you because I said so, they haven't served you because you've lived it. <laughs> That's why limiting beliefs were right before this. So working on those limiting beliefs while trusting the process goes hand in hand. Number seven, raise your, raise your vibration. If you're one who's familiar with chakras, lower vibration folk tend to struggle the most with money, struggle the most with relationships, struggle the most with everything. Because um, when you have a lower vibration, that means that you're more connected to your physical needs as opposed to feeding your spirit. And that's definitely something when you're talking about manifestation that you want to avoid at all costs. And finally, Never be afraid to receive and acknowledge signs from the universe. Well, when I say the universe, you know, there are different thought processes and beliefs when it comes to universe. I'm not referring to the sun, moon, and stars. I'm talking about the world that God has shaped all around you, his universe, and how you fit into it. And when I'm talking about acknowledging signs from the universe, I'm talking about your intuition, which I believe is your direct connection and communication with God. It's, it's, it's my way of being led in this world toward what's in alignment with my spirit as opposed to um, things that just may feel good 
from a from a physical standpoint. Um, I think being in alignment with that intuition, that voice from within, that feeling from within, that presence from within, and trusting yourself to trust it is going to be huge. Those indications of God being there, God being around, those things are not meant to shake you up and make you afraid. Those things are meant as a confirmation and affirmation that he's there and that you're never alone. And if you allow yourself to trust yourself and that voice within, the only thing you can get in life is closer to that space that you want to be, that space of alignment where you're completely and totally clear about who you are, you're owning it, you're sitting in it, and you are rocking it out. So that is it for content today (laughs) on this first episode of 2022, Back on the Grind to Find. I'm gonna tell you something. All I have to have is a week away, and I feel like I've been away a year. (laughs) I wanna thank you guys for sticking with me through this. Uh, if you haven't already, please log on to thegrindtofind.com and click on feed so that you can and uh, so that you can be alerted when I upload. Make sure you click that notification bell. I am on every major platform that there is. If you like what you're hearing on here, do me a do me a favor. Yeah, I'm asking for a favor, flavor favor. Go ahead onto iTunes and let them know. Leave a review for me and let them know what you think about the show. Also. I am on Clubhouse. So yeah, every now and then I want you to drop in. Actually, you'll be able to do it moving forward. If you're on the email list or you're following me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, you'll get the heads up for when there will be uh, regularly scheduled um, talks on Clubhouse so that we can follow up after shows and keep this conversation going and we'll be able to do it live. So there's a link on thegrindtofind.com. If you click there on uh, my page, you'll see a link for Clubhouse. You can follow me there and I'll definitely follow you back so we can stay in touch and have lots of fun continuing some of these conversations. Uh, You know, I have to say this, I'm really looking forward to what's gonna be going on this year in terms of the show and some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you. And I want to take this time to thank you guys so much for rocking with the show and for rocking with me. It was uh, quite exciting (laughs) to see how much the show has resonated with some of you. And I really appreciate your support and um, you guys hanging around. And so um, if you like what it is that you're listening to, by all means, share it. The more the community the better. And as I always say, it is up to you to define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here out until next time. Peace and abundant blessings. Mm-hmm.